Blog Talk Radio. Fine evening. 
Not bad, not bad. Uh, looking forward to uh, discussing tonight's Extreme Rules event and, uh, you know, doing what I love to do, so talking wrestling. You know, let's, let's get into it. Yeah, man, just, a, you know, a side note, and it, it's funny, man, you know, saying, you know, doing what you love to do, and uh, I'm so, you know, tonight's one of those shows, very thankful uh, to be doing tonight's show. Uh, just let you guys know, a programming note, and I'll give an explanation, because we're all family, um, but there will be no show tomorrow night. Normally, we go Monday, 6.30 to 8 o'clock, we get you ready for Monday Night Raw. Um, unfortunately, last evening... Uh, was in a, a little bit. Look, it, it turns out it was a little car car accident. Um, we're okay, myself, producer Michelle. We're good. We're fine. Um, but it could have been a lot worse. Uh, we we hit a deer last night. Jumped out in the middle of the road on the highway. So uh, traveling um, 65 miles an hour or so and hitting a deer and it came out of nowhere. So I, I didn't break at all. Uh, very, very lucky that uh, we're both okay. Very thankful that uh, someone was looking out for us. So uh, the car is not too good, and, and the deer didn't fare too well. But uh, myself and Michelle are okay. So uh, glad that that we're okay. So tomorrow uh, we're we're a one car family now. So I'm going to be playing the part of chauffeur uh, at least tomorrow as we figure out what exactly we're doing. So uh, that that takes precedent right now. Uh, so it won't be on the air tomorrow night. Uh, but, you know, usually we go once a week, so as luck would have it, we had a pay-per-view tonight. And I am so glad after going through something like that to be able to hang out and and talk some wrestling. Because uh, yesterday was a weird day. Uh, you know, the, the accident at night, but we had like a crazy day. We went to uh, the Chiller Festival uh, in Parsippany, New Jersey, Uh Met a whole bunch of, like, really cool celebrities and stuff. I, I actually marked out for, for Michael Gross, uh, the, the father from Family Ties. Go figure. Got to meet William Cat, Captain Steubing. Uh So it was fun. And then wound up, like, uh, running into uh, Gino Caruso from ECPW while I was hanging out with Andrew Anderson and Brian Knobs, which, like, right there, you know, it's just like what a whirlwind of a day it was. Um, but here's what's going on with Gino Caruso, who is uh, really cool that he um, he was able, he gave us some tickets, and ECPW has an event coming up uh, on May 29th uh, called Mayhem 2015, where uh, such stars as Andrew Anderson are on the card, Matt McIntosh, Junior Flo, Crazy Ivan, uh, all set to be on this show. Again, that is called. Mayhem 2015, Friday, May 29th. And we have tickets to give away. So we're giving away two tickets to the Friday, May 29th event for ECPW. Head on over to Facebook right now. The first correct answer on our Facebook, that's facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. The question is, Jimmy Snuka, first ever ECW heavyweight champion. He achieved this honor. He actually won a tournament we want to know who he beat in the finals of that tournament. So head on over to the Facebook. The first correct answer on the thread is going to win the two tickets. Please, if you can't make it, just don't answer. Uh, but if you get the right answer, then we'll message you. We'll figure out the address. We'll send you out the tickets. Um, again, that's two tickets, May 29th, ECPW Professional Wrestling. Uh, check it out. If you want to purchase tickets, ecpw one. Dot com Again, ecpw1.com. 
Uh, they, they're running all the time. Check them out. They actually did a show yesterday. They drew 1,200 fans out in Queens. So uh, thank you to Gino Caruso for uh, giving us a few tickets. Again, get on the Facebook page if you uh, want to win those tickets to Mayhem 2015. And we gave you that trivia question because figured we would keep it a little bit extreme as we get you set for Extreme Rules tonight, the one night a year where the WWE goes extreme. And, you know, it's been interesting, Dave. I feel like this year a lot of, like, our shows and stuff have been a lot of off TV stories and, and actual news items um, more than, like, the actual storylines on, on TV. And interestingly enough, we lead tonight. Uh, the lead tonight is no exception. Uh, a little bit before we went on the air, uh, word coming down from WWE.com that Daniel Bryan is a scratch tonight, will not be competing um, at Extreme Rules. Uh, there was a lot of speculation all week about the extent of Daniel Bryan's injuries. Obviously, it's bad enough that he will not be on the pay-per-view. And, uh, you know, the, the injury woes continue for Daniel Bryan, an incredibly talented individual that uh, really is just cannot seem to stay healthy. Um, it, it's a shame and we wish them the best. Uh, crazy stuff, David. What's the latest you're hearing on uh, the injury situation with Daniel Bryan? And Dave, are you there? Dave? I am here. Oh, there you are. Okay. What happened? I, 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 un- I unmuted my own mic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my, my, my apologies. I don't know why I did that. but um, No problem. So your thought, like, what are you hearing so far on the Daniel Bryan uh, injury front? Okay, well, we talked about it on Monday, and we talked about how, you know, kind of ironic that same thing has kind of happened to him again post-WrestleMania. Wins the championship, has a pretty big moment at the show, and then turns out he's uh, he's hit with the injury bug. Um, and uh, from, what I, from what I gather that I've heard, um, the injury occurred um, in the televised match with Sheamus, they suffered a concussion, and uh, following that, they went on tour, did the European tour for 12 days, and during that tour, he was hurt in a six-man tag, which re-aggravated his injury um, with the concussion, and so then that's when they decided that they were going to pull him from the tour, um, not, not too long after. I think he worked a couple of matches, tag matches, but uh, for the most part, he was pulled from the tour, and uh, not brought back to TV yet. And then after Monday, um, when the announcement was made on TV that um, that the match was in question due to his health, the, the stories I've heard, the rumors I've heard, that he's expected to be out for five weeks. Good chance he wouldn't be at tonight's event, Extreme Rules, and including the uh, the Payback pay-per-view, which is in a few weeks. So there was, there was talk that um, WWE was going to keep him on the shelf but there wasn't really any kind of definite official announcement made until just a few hours ago when it was announced by WWE that he's going to uh, be off tonight's event and that Barrett, Bad News Barrett, who was going to challenge for the Intercontinental title, is going to face um, uh, Neville on the kickoff show, um, you know, which is at 7 o'clock on the WWE Network. But um, you know, as far as what I'm hearing currently now, um, I friend of mine on Facebook 
I'm not going to reveal his name because, uh, you know, with, with all due respect to the individual, I don't know what he's saying is true or false, but he seems to be somewhat of a reliable source when it comes to wrestling news. Uh, this individual posted on his Facebook page that um, it was, it, it, you know, the situation with Daniel Bryan is very sad. He's very talented. He deserves the best. He just seems to have bad luck. He's got the mania curve. Uh, win the title at Mania, and then, you know, get hurt following that. And then he made a statement where he said his injury is a lot worse than what is being reported. And this individual, I don't know him personally. I've met him through second and third parties before, and we became friends on Facebook through some wrestling forums. Um, but I do know publicly that this person knows Daniel Bryan personally, that they've had a working relationship in the past with him, um, so, therefore, could this information be coming straight from Daniel Bryan's mouth to him, or is it just something that he's, he's uh, you know, guessing on as to, as to what the condition of Daniel Bryan could be? Um, I really don't know. I mean, I won't know until something is official, in my opinion. Until something is official from WWE, then I really won't know the severity of his injuries. And whatever, I'm, whatever I hear or whatever comes up in the news, I think will just be, I'll have to take a lot of that with a grain of salt because, um you know, his, his status has been kind of all over the place since his injury, you know, since the rumors of his injuries began just a few weeks ago. First was, well, it could be stemming from something with his neck. Or it could be he's just pretty banged up because he's worked a grueling schedule. Or now it's a concussion. And then they, they, they haven't said anything else as to what his injury could be um, moving forward. So um, it's a tough break for him because he's a very talented guy, um, very over with the crowd, and... Uh, you know, he's, he may not be the guy or the man that, like, a lot of fans have wanted him to be, but he's one of the, the flagships, one of the staples in WWE that, that, you know, depends on him. And uh, he was going to have a big part in helping elevate the Intercontinental Championship. Now, who's to say that may not be the that that, that, that couldn't, you know, that could still happen? Who knows? Um, time will tell. But, yeah, very tough situation. And, uh, you know, I was looking forward to the match with him and Barrett. But at the same time, I'm still looking forward to, uh, you know, Barrett and Neville. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get to hear more um, of what his status is either tonight or tomorrow. But um, don't expect any kind of, like, crazy run-in or maybe him forfeiting the title just yet. Um, I think that they really want to think this through as far as what they want to do with um, Daniel Bryan's future going forward, all pending, um, you know, doctor's uh, advice and, you know, his medical condition. I mean, it's a really, it, it is. And again, you know, all the best from us, from all of us, you know, that work here at the show. Um, and cause I'm sure that he's, he's listening. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, you know, all the best to Daniel Bryan. I mean, you know, talented individual who, uh, you know, on a lot of levels, he's, he's the embodiment of the, the little engine that could, um, you know, a guy that, that reached the pinnacle main eventing WrestleMania 30. And, uh, you know, really since that, that moment, um, has had a tough time staying healthy. Uh, you know, you, you spoke on Monday's show at length about uh, some of the things he, he did and, and perhaps uh, treatments he, he could have had and maybe he rushed back. I, I just, you know, at this point, you know, when, when the, the news came out and I had a friend message me and say, uh, you know, I hope that, you know, Daniel Bryan is back quickly. Um, you know, I hope he doesn't have to forfeit the title. And, and, and granted, we, we all hope that. Um, but to be honest with you, for me right now with Daniel Bryan, 
the priority really is health. And, um, you know, it, it, it's such a shame. Uh, you know, for all those people, I mean, number one, for all the people that were clamoring for, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan should have his his shot uh, at WrestleMania 31 and get, thank God they didn't put him in the ring with Brock Lesnar. Um, if, if he is in a point where, at a point where he's uh, a bit fragile as far as uh, being injury prone, um, yeah, Daniel, uh, Brock Lesnar is not the person you need to be in the ring with. Uh, I just hope right now with Daniel Bryan, whatever he does, come back 100%. Just come back at 100 uh, you know, it, it's I, I would rather at this point, you know, again, we all hope beyond hope that he can come back quick. But to me, it's at the point where, like, whatever is ailing him, if it's a, a five-week injury, why not keep him out six, seven, eight weeks? You know, like, let's let's just, when Daniel Bryan comes back, and don't let him come back early, you know, it's... Let's get him the treatment. Let's get him everything he needs to make sure he is a thousand percent healthy uh, when he comes back. Because you know, when when you look at things like this and the guy with that style um, becoming this injury prone, you really and and it's a shame. But you start to think career. You start to think how much longer can this guy do this? And you hear like all the reports and all the time, over and over again, how grueling grueling the WWE schedule is. And, you know, it's it's like one of those things. It's it's not like Daniel Bryan gets injured and, you know, he's he's got to come back for one match or he's going to come back to main event uh, SummerSlam. He's going to come back, you know. When Daniel Bryan comes back, he's got to get back into that grueling schedule. And with him being at a point now where it seems like he's somewhat fragile... Um, I just I would rather see him gone for a longer period of time and come back 100% than kind of rush to come back. At this point in time, uh, as far as the WWE goes and as far as the, the business of the WWE, you can't put Daniel Bryan in a high-profile spot. I mean, you just can't at this point. His, his health is way too big a question mark. As talented as he is, you, you can't run that risk now. He, he has shown over the past two years that you can't put him in that position. Very popular, granted. Very over with the crowds, granted. Um, but you can't. It, it's just not, it's, it's not good business um, to put a guy that, that this injury prone. It just makes more sense, at least to me, Dave, to keep him out for as long as possible and not bring him back until he is absolute beyond the shadow of a doubt as healthy as he possibly can be. Absolutely. I mean, you don't want to run the risk of him coming back too early and, you know, him re-injuring himself and getting hurt. And like you said, the grueling schedule and hell, even his style, um, you know, his, I mean, granted, it's one of the things that's really, um, you know, put him head and shoulders above the rest in terms of uh, popularity is that the fact that his wrestling style is what has gotten him, you know, is, is the is the core of his popularity. Yes, the yes chance. Um, have accentuated that further, but for the most part, people first were drawn to him because of his wrestling ability and what he could do in the ring. Um, so putting him in the top spot, 
is going to require them to look at things a little bit differently. One is changing up his style or toning down his style. And two is, uh, you know, um, the, the schedule, if he can handle the schedule. And three is if, you know, it's worth the risk. Is the money that they, that they get from him being a part of certain storylines, drawing that kind of money, is it worth the risk? I don't think it is. And I think right now... In the, in, the, in the company currently and in the overall state of WWE, they have a multitude of guys that can hold their weight. It's not like, it, let's just put it this way. When Steve Austin went down with a neck injury, okay, you had The Rock and you had Mick Foley and you had uh, Triple H and, you know, a, a few guys that kind of held it together during that Attitude Era. But you were still worried because Austin was the one that was steering the ship. Now, today, you know, today's WWE and the wrestling landscape is a little bit of a, a different world, in my opinion. You don't just have one guy leading the charge anymore. You, know, you have a whole cast of characters, in my opinion. I think you know, WWE's done an exceptionally good job of highlighting some of the guys that they see as the future over the past year in pay-per-view main events or on, in, in, in top storylines. Guys like Rollins, Ambrose, Reigns, Bray Wyatt, um, you know, even Daniel Bryan, you know, just just to name a few. So I don't think it's going to be a – it's going to be a loss, depending on how long he's gone, if it's for an extended period of time. But they're not in a position where they're like, oh, my God, we need to find somebody new to lead the charge. No, like, they have a group of guys that can do it now. They have the, – and, and to me, I, I think they'll, they'll be okay moving forward. But um, Bryan definitely helps um, his presence, his in-ring ability, and the guys that he works with, and everything that's – that, that he's involved in, it helps the overall product itself because he's, like I said, a staple, one of the staples of the company that, that the company relies on. So um, putting him in a big big spot in a big position depends on how big, you know. Intercontinental Championship seems to be a safe spot for him at this time, you know. And God bless him. Let's hope that the injury isn't as serious as people are claiming it to be. And let's just hope he's pretty banged up and they're really just wanting to give him time off. But I kind of have a feeling that it's a little more serious than, than, than people are saying and that we could see him out for an extended period of time. But the smart money is, however long he's out, go a little extra and keep him out longer and make sure that he's 100% ready to come back and uh, go from there. Yeah, I mean, you do start to wonder now, you know, career. I mean, that's the thing that's a shame with a guy like him. Um, and like you said, you know, it, it's it's an interesting conundrum it's an interesting dilemma uh to have a guy like uh daniel bryan who is so over with the crowd but you know it's again like there are guys that get over for different reasons some guys get over uh you know just their all-around characters some guys get over because of their promos some guys uh, get over because they're strong as hell and some guys really get over for their their in-ring style and uh, you know daniel bryan's one of those guys like you know Look, is he terrible at cutting promos? No. Um, is he great? No. You know, I don't think Daniel Bryan's great. What really put Daniel Bryan over is his in-ring style, is, is, is his agility. Uh, you know, he's a guy that was so quick in the ring that, at least for me, one of the things I really enjoyed about Daniel Bryan is he made it believable that he could beat someone twice his size. Um, he was so much quicker than everyone else. And that really kinetic, crazy, just, uh, you know, win at all costs, uh, you know, 
safety is secondary kind of style that that Daniel Bryan wrestles with, that to me is what put him over. And it does it does pose an, an intriguing question, you know, for like can Daniel Bryan come out come back at all? And like you said, Dave, if he were to change his style, would he be as as over with the crowd? I, 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 you know what? I, I can't, I can't really say. Okay, I cannot really say if he would be as over with the audience if he were to change his style. Um, I think if he were to change his style in a more slow methodical, very deliberate kind of submission wrestler, um, I think then you would have to turn him as a heel. I think maybe if you were to bring him, and I think I kind of mentioned this on, on the show recently, if you were to bring him back, um, if, you were, if you were 100% to come back um, and you were to bring him back, um, but then you were to turn him into a bad guy and he were to blame the fans and blame the yes movement for his injuries because of that style, and then he were to work a more deliberate, slower-paced kind of style um, in, 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 as a submission wrestler, um, I think that could work, and I think it would, it would add a different dimension to the Daniel Bryan character. But at the same time, you know, I mean, you'd have to make a lot more changes than that. I think you'd have to get rid of the beard and get rid of the hair and just kind of, you know, maybe clean him up a little bit. Um, but like I said, at the same time, he's just such a lovable character for people because he's the ultimate underdog. Here's how I look at Daniel Bryan. When I think of Daniel Bryan in today's WWE, I compare him to what Mick Foley was during the Attitude Era, but more seasoned and technically sound in the ring with his skills. Daniel Bryan is today's version of Mick Foley. He takes huge risks. He gets beat up. He's the ultimate underdog. He may not look the part, but he can definitely play the part, and he's got a strong following with the audience. And that's what Foley was. Foley wasn't the best technical wrestler, obviously. He used different things, his hardcore ability and the hardcore matches to get you know, a, a, a reaction from the audience, but he didn't look the part, that's for sure. But people believed in him, and he was he was uh, he was an underdog in many ways, and that's what Brian is today. So if you were to completely turn him 360, if he were to come back and change his wrestling style and change his look, and he were to blame the fans for his injuries because of that wrestling style, then I could see it getting over. Yeah, it's it just it's it's interesting to see you know to see how this all plays out. I do think that one of the things you know if they wind up tra- uh, bringing him back and changing his style. At least for a little while, I think the the safe bet with Daniel Bryan, you know, and I hate to say it, but keep him away from any title belts. Um, you know, I mean, this is, and it's not as bad, obviously, as last year, but again, coming out of WrestleMania, like you said, Dave, the WrestleMania jinx, you know, it was kind of exciting to see, and, and we've talked about it, I mean, a zillion times on the show, how much we wanted to see these secondary titles elevated and the WWE seemingly moving in that direction and elevating the U S title and the IC title. And you know, who knows where they're going to go now? I mean, obviously there's going to be some scrambling to figure out what they're going to do. If in fact 
they wind up having to take this belt off of Daniel Bryan. Um, it's just a real shame. It's a real shame to see a guy like this. And, you know, and you also, we speculate and we're sitting here and we're talking, you know, what the WWE should do and what we think the WWE should do and what we would do. But above all of this is really what is Daniel Bryan going to do? Uh, you know, if, if all the reports are true that, you know, what his personality is like and, uh, you know, how he lives, you know, he seems like a very simple man, a guy that doesn't need a lot. Um, you know, does Daniel Bryan, as much as he loves wrestling, does he decide, you know, it's not worth it anymore? Um, does he decide enough is enough? Is he a guy that can can take what he's already made, uh, you know, stocked away and, and live a comfortable life in the, in the backwoods of Seattle somewhere? I'm assuming Seattle has backwoods. I don't know. But I just, I, I wonder, you know, with a guy like Daniel Bryan, um, if, if you know, maybe it winds up being too much and it's just, you know, I'm going to go away, maybe open a wrestling school and just kind of, you know, live out my days doing that. Uh, it's Again, it's for a guy as, as popular as he is and a guy that really, like, you know, chugged, like I said, the little engine that could and uh, finally got there to main event WrestleMania 30. Um, it's it's a real shame. And, again, we wish Daniel yeah. Bryan the best. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt, but here's oh, something that came to mind. You know, you were talking about, you know, ultimately it's obviously up to him, but um, another route they could take, um, if his injuries aren't as serious, but they still want to keep him on TV and they still want to protect him, let's just say they drop the Intercontinental title from him, okay? They, they give it to Barrett or Sheamus or whoever, okay? What if, and we've seen it lately, and we'll discuss it later when we talk about the Orton Rollins title match tonight. But we've seen, it seems like Kane is, the Kane character, the corporate Kane character, has, is seemingly trying to go back to the dark side, trying to find that darker edge to his character. And in some ways, he's being rebellious. His character is being rebellious towards the authority. You know, that Team Hell No was a pretty damn popular tag team at one time. Um, and a reunion between the two, you know, could definitely add some life to Daniel Bryan keep him protected, keep him on TV, and also add some life to Kane's character again and, you know, return as some kind of nostalgia act of sorts for a short period of time, six months. I'm not saying they're going to close out their career as tag team, you know, partners forever, but um, just another option as to where they could go with Daniel Bryan. And like I said, this is all depending on the severity of his health, okay? It could be a lot worse. They might have to put him out of action for, you know, six months to a year. Who knows? But if it's not as bad as people are saying it is, then maybe you do put him back in tag matches and you have and you keep him protected. You know, I, I mean, I, I I don't know, but like you said, at the end of the day, it's really all about what he wants to do and it's his decision. So, um, you know, best of luck to him. I hope you know that he he's healthy for selfish reasons, obviously, because I want to see him perform because I love watching him perform. But at the same time, your health comes before my enjoyment. So, if your health is in in great risk and you feel it's necessary to walk away, then by by means all all the power to you. It remains to be seen. Again, this is probably a story that we're going to see unfold uh, a lot over the past, over the past, over the next few weeks. Uh, you know, like you said, do we get like a, a surrendering of the title tonight? Uh, do we get it tomorrow night? Um, do we get any explanation? I, I suspect that this is going to unfold. 
overtime, and we'll we'll see what happens with Daniel Bryan. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. As we're in our Extreme Rules pregame show, let's go out to the phones. You want to talk pay per view? You want to talk a little Daniel Bryan? Uh, let's go out there. I'm, I'm being told that we have a a double call here, so let's go right out there. We got Anthony on the line. Anthony, are you there? I'm here. What's going on, guys? Uh, not much. Getting set for Extreme Rules. How you doing, brother? Bring it. I'm doing great. Um, I'm just gonna do a quick on Brian, and then I'll get to Extreme Rules. Uh, I honestly, honestly feel bad for the guy. Like, uh, his his run last year at 30 was great. I loved it. Uh, as you guys know, we talked about it a hundred times. I did not want him to be in the uh, title picture with Lesnar this year, and for his own health sake. And actually, just posted that on Facebook. Um, having him be involved in a uh, Suplex City probably wouldn't have been a great idea. But uh, I, I honestly do feel bad for the guy because he he he's a performer and he puts his heart into it. And you know, whether I uh, love all his moments or I agree with them or not, uh, he he has captivated the audience for the last couple of years. And it's you know it's it's really kind of a shame. And you know when you know when they talk about storyline kind of imitating life in a way, you know, when Triple H and Stephanie call him a B-plus player, I mean, it, it, it's almost true at this point. You, you look at John Cena and, you know, last, you know, what is it, uh, well, it'll be two years ago now, uh, before SummerSlam and, you know, he wrestled with it. The guy had like a football on his arm, you know, his tricep was sitting on his elbow or whatever the hell happened to him. And, you know, he gets through SummerSlam has the surgery, they say he's going to be out six to eight months, and, you know, nine weeks later, you know, John Cena's wrestling for the world title against Alberto Del Rio, and since then hasn't met, you know, met, you know, missed the beat. And I think certain guys are just built for the the life, I guess you'd call it, or the, uh, the grind. And, you know, maybe the day-to-day of it, I mean, maybe his body just can't hold up you know, it's a, a lot of this is next stuff, and I look at different guys, and, you, you know, you look at, you know, guys that kind of have his body type, like a Rollins or even a Neville who just came up, and they have, like, these massive necks. I mean, if you ever look at Seth Rollins, like, his neck almost is wider than his head. And just, I don't I don't know if it's training or what, but, I mean, it, it's, it's too bad, but maybe, you know... You just have to wonder at what point does the quality of life type thing get put in. And I, and as as a person, I honestly do love Daniel Bryan. You know, he had this speech about Conor the Crusher at uh, the Hall of Fame thing, which had me in tears the whole time. And, you know, you know, maybe it gets to the point where he becomes an announcer or, you know, does in-ring interviews and maybe performs here and there. But the way he wrestles compared to what his body can hold up to, I'm just concerned that, I mean, I don't know how he keeps it up for, you know, any length of time here. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, it, it does boil down to, like, style and stuff. And, and you bring up a good point. I mean, you know, when people criticize John Cena and, you know, when it's all said and done, and I get it, if, if Cena's not your cup of tea, whatever. But, like, you know, part of the reason that, you know, he's the go-to guy with the WWE is because it's a freak of nature. He's a guy that, for the most part, has shown – you know, no wear and tear when it comes to being the top guy and, and running this sort of schedule. And, you know, if you're a multi-billion dollar entertainment company and you're going to run this many dates over the course of a year, 
Okay, you're going to go to John Cena a lot because the guy seems to be able to hand the schedule. He's a freak of nature. There's no way to explain it. Um, again, wish Daniel Bryan the best, but uh, you're right. I mean, is this, you know, can he do this? Can he sustain this sort of schedule as, like, one of the top players in the WWE? I hope so, but it remains to be seen. Give us your thoughts on Extreme Rules. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm looking, I'm kind of looking forward, I'm looking forward to the pay-per-view overall. But uh, three matches I'm looking forward to and one I'm not. Uh, the three I'm looking forward to are obviously uh, Ambrose and Luke Harper. Uh, I have a funny feeling it could steal the show. Uh, just both guys, you know, they're they're kind of crazy and creepy and all that. And I just I, I have a feeling that that's going to be a great match. Um, I am looking forward to uh, Cena and Rusev and the Russell Chain match. Um, I get the whole thing where people say Cena buries guys, but I'm really digging the whole weekly challenge with the U.S. title and him kind of bringing that title back to prominence. And, you know, it's kind of cool because, you know, when you go to shows a lot, you see the majority of the kids in the crowd, they're all wearing Cena stuff. And, you know, when it when importance to them, John Cena having a title, whatever title it is, may be a big deal to them. Even though it's not the world title to us, I'm sure most of us as older fans now don't even really want to see Cena as the champion anymore. So maybe that adds something for the kids and that he still has a belt on him. And, you know, I just, I, I kind of hope they go along with it. Plus, I think it's adding something to Raw, having John Cena perform on Raw every week. With, with Raw, we're all screaming for more wrestling, and it's kind of adding wrestling to it. Um, the other one I'm looking forward to is uh, uh, Ziggler and Sheamus. Um, I thought, you know, they had a nice little build with them. Um, it's kind of something, you know, Sheamus being a, a heel and all that is kind of cool. So I'm, the one I'm not looking forward to, and it's crazy because I'm a huge Reigns fan, but I, I am so over Reigns in the big show. And I'm so over the these stupid promos they keep putting Reigns in. Like, you know, Ken, you posted on Facebook a couple weeks ago, like, stop, stop smiling, Roman. And the stupid thing they did with uh, Bo Dallas last week or the week before with the believe that, and it was driving me crazy. And I just want them to put Reigns to somebody he can actually work with. And I just see, yeah, it's going to be a slobber knocker and all that, but I just don't, I don't see the benefit from keep booking uh, Reigns and Big Show over and over and over again. I just, to me, I don't see the benefit at all. Um, and I'm really not looking forward to it, and I hope that is it's kind of the end of the whole Reigns Big Show stuff, and Reigns can move on to something else, and they can do whatever they do with Big Show. But I'm kind of just over that. Yeah, I don't. You know, it's funny because I, I think that the match is going to be entertaining. Um, it's going to be hard hitting, but I, I do hear what you're saying that um, you know it's it's. I just feel I get the impression right now with the WWE, it almost seems like you know they had high hopes for Reigns, and now they almost don't don't really know exactly what to do. Um, so I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, I, 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 I agree with you on that. Sorry. Good. No, I agree with you on that. It's just it's kind of surprising to me the way he's been used since WrestleMania because you would have thought he actually gained momentum out of that match, and it seems like his momentum has kind of been. And and I almost feel the same way with, like, a guy like Ryback. Like, he, I mean, he's probably more over with the crowd than even Reigns is, and they're doing nothing with him. I know their rumor is that maybe Bray Wyatt calling him out or whatever, but 
it, you got some of these guys where it almost seems like they're right on the cusp and they just they just don't know how to get them to that point. Yeah, what are your thoughts, Dave? As far as the rain situation goes, um, I can understand why, you know, you, Tony, and even some other fans would, wouldn't be interested in seeing this match. Um, I think they, I think, I think if they didn't put the match on TV so many times in the, in the past several months um, and have so many matches week after week between the two of them, that it would make this match between the two of them that much more important. I will say, I think tonight's the end as far as the two of them go. And I, and I would disagree with you as far as his momentum goes. All right? Watching WrestleMania, watching the match between him and Lesnar, you notice that as time went on, as the beating got even worse, and as much as he kept getting back up, he started gaining more respect from the audience during that match. And then he got so close to beating Lesnar, and then Rollins came in and they took it away from him, okay? They're building off of that, okay? And by him taking such a beating from such a big human being like Big Show in a match like a last man standing match, they're going with that formula again to get him respect from the audience by taking that beating. So I think that they... I, I can understand what you're saying, that they might not know what to do with him. I kind of agree with you on that, but at the same time, I think they're kind of going in a direction where they're taking their time with him and making sure that he's 100% completely ready to be in the main event and to be eventually be the champion. So I think this is this match with Big Show and taking a match beating and then ending up the winner of this match is, is part of the path of getting him the respect from the fans, being a full-fledged babyface, and being a fan in WWE, or being one of the top guys in WWE. Um, and, I, and if you watch Friday, you know, Thursday, so the SmackDown, he was 100% babyface in that match. I didn't hear one boo, as far as I was concerned, him tagging up with, uh, with Ambrose. So I think they're on the right path with him, but I could, I could see that there's potential that they might get off course with him. But um, if you want a prediction, obviously, I'm going with Rain. I mean, that, that's who they're invested in, and it, would be, it wouldn't help him or Big Show if they had Big Show in the match. So that's my first prediction, Roman Reigns on Big Show. I would I would hope you're right about that because if they ever had Big Show beat him, then I'd really be out and wonder. You know, and you know, maybe the point of that the match happening so many times. I mean, we were there at that SmackDown that was supposed to be Raw, and they opened the show with Big Show and Reigns. So it feels like you've just seen it so much. It's like how many times does Reigns have to beat Big Show? Like I understand he gave him the beating, but he's given him the beating after Reigns beat him how many times? I mean, it, I, I would have sold better had it. All those other times had not happened. I guess it's kind of where I'm kind of going with it. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. All right, I heard that this this uh, phone call is going to be a double call. So uh, absolutely, let me uh, let me let you guys go. I'll put jazz on, and I will uh, I will uh, speak to you tomorrow. Enjoy the show, guys. All right, take it easy. Hello. Hey, Jazz. How are you? Good. Cool. So what do you got for okay. us tonight? Um, I had, okay, so I had a couple good things, a couple bad things, mostly about WWE. Um, first thing that was great that I absolutely love that they did was they brought Sheamus back and his new 
Um, now he's a hero and his new haircut and everything. I absolutely love that. Um, he feels like his new his persona feels more like a Celtic warrior, like more than it was before. And I, I love um, what they did with that. Um, now to some of the bad stuff with WWE, which, uh, uh, well, lately I don't enjoy watching because it is painful to watch and I see sitting through Monday Night Raw, which I only watch two hours of it most Mondays, and it's just painful to sit though, even though through the, even those two hours, and, um, it, it's just, I, the first hour is okay, but especially the beginning part, it feels like it starts off the same every single time, and they're, they're not really doing anything new and exciting. And I think part of it is is that, you know, I go to a lot of indie shows that are great, and we've been going to a bunch of great ones lately, and WWE kind of doesn't really compare to a lot of the other stuff, and they haven't been making many right decisions with what to do and um, like what to do with the wrestlers, um, especially with the big show. I cannot stand him. Like, especially with all of his crying, it's, uh, it's like, get a life, please. Like, please don't be crying every single Monday night. And so, stuff like that, it's been driving me insane. Yeah, I mean, both very, very good points. I mean, I, you know, it's funny that you, you, you call a show and we talk. I mean, there's been a lot of criticism about Seamus and his new look and everything. I'm on board with you. I love You know, I get it, the... The beard braids are a little ridiculous, but I love the new look, the new persona. I totally agree with you. I like a, a real legit badass Celtic warrior. Uh, it just it's, it's very traditional Irish bad. I, I just I love the new gimmick. Um, I think it totally fits him, and I love the whole vibe of uh, you know him making fun of smaller wrestlers. I don't know how I feel about you know it's extreme rules and it's. Uh, Kiss your ass match or arse match. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that, but uh, I'm right there with you. I kind of like the um, the new Celtic Warrior thing. I also agree with you with Raw. I think that that uh, you know we've talked about a lot on the show. There there are a lot of Monday Night Raws that uh, you know I get to uh, you know it's like quarter after nine and I look at the clock and I'm like oh my god oh my god it's not even half over um, and it, it's weird because it's I feel like going into this pay per view. It's a lot like WrestleMania, and I'm not liking the trends that we're seeing on, on WWE television. I mean, I do think we're going to get a decent pay-per-view out of the, out of tonight. I think there's a lot of potential on this card to be a very entertaining pay-per-view with, again, a lackluster build and some very uh, mediocre to poor Raws. Um, so I don't know if, if fans are going to be willing to show up, uh, you know, having substandard WWE TV for really good pay-per-views. Um, I, I, I would like to see them step up their game. Your your thought, Dave, Dave on what uh, Jazz had to say? Um, I'm on board with the Seamus look, minus the beads on his face. Uh, every every I think it's I think it's a, a fresh new look that he's needed for quite a while. Um, I could understand your thoughts and frustrations with um, you know with the way that storylines have been, and uh, you know I, I'm kind of in the same boat with you too. I think we're in the WrestleMania hangover where WrestleMania was so good that there really isn't anything else that can kind of live up to what WrestleMania was, um, at least the, the, the pay-per-view itself. And uh, I'm in agreement that, you know, Raw is 
Y'all should go back to two hours. I'm I'm tired of the three hours. Make it make the three hours like a special show like they used to every once in a while. But it's really hard to write three hours of TV, and there's a lot of times where honestly, like I'll be perfectly honest with you, I'm fa- I'm fast forwarding through a lot of raw on the DVR. I'm falling asleep. It's just it it it's too much, it's too much. So I I'm totally in agreement with you there, Jess. Dad, thanks a lot for the phone call. Great points, as always. And uh, really, don't hesitate to give us a buzz. We'll talk to you real soon. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye. Good one. She's, like, really, she's good. She's in touch with, uh, you know, the wrestling and what works and what doesn't. She's got a, got a good mind for it. Let's go back out to the phones. Uh, see, we got, I, I have no idea what this aerial code is. We got a 909 on the line. 909 on the line. Are you there? Yeah, I guess that's me you're talking to. Who we got? What's your name, man? Hey, Ken, how you doing? This is uh, Kevin from Cali. Uh, it's been a month since I last saw you out in uh, Lost Bar Bistro. Very cool. Thanks for giving us a buzz. Uh, how, what do you got for us? What are your thoughts on Extreme Rules tonight? You know, when it comes to the Daniel Bryan situation, I just saw the breaking news about less than an hour ago. and I'm really worried about his status overall and just being able to continue to compete in professional wrestling, period. I mean, it's and when, I, when I'm referring to, especially like present tense right now, the situation and the status of the Air Continental Championship, I think it's a great idea to put the belt on him because he's definitely the guy of all the guys right now can go back to the status of once was. So, like, back 20, 25 years ago, we had guys like Randy Savage, also like Warder, Kurt Haynes, the perfect, Ravish Rick Rude, the host of all other legends and Hall of Famers to hold that title, made that title what it is, what we know it to be. But it's just, it's just, make a long story short, it sucks. You know, I'm really hoping it's over it, but um, if they don't, um, I think what I would like to see maybe is um, continue off of what they're doing with Sheamus and Ziggler after tonight. If Daniel Bryan can't go and they strip him of the title, let them go for the Intercontinental title, put the Intercontinental title on Sheamus. Because I got, I got the strange thing, if they don't go that way, you're end up going to see like, Sheamus and uh Seen it for the U.S. title where Sheamus probably gold that way. We already seen um, Sheamus as the U.S. title holder. I'd rather see um, Sheamus go for the Intercontinental title, let him run with it, then go with a hot guy like Ryback who could be the next monster facing the WWE and let him become Intercontinental champion. Yeah, I mean that all works. You're, I mean you're 100 right, and you know we're talking about it. It, it. it's like it's it's you don't want to go extreme and say that it's it's tragic, you know, like no one, no one died or whatever, but it is. It's kind of heartbreaking to see a guy with Daniel Bryan's talent, uh, you know, to be struggling with the injury bug as, as much as he is. Uh, so again, wish him all, I mean, hopefully it's a short-term thing and he comes back comes back quickly. But uh, it remains to be seen. I'm curious, Kev, what are you looking forward to most uh, on tonight's pay-per-view? Out of all the matches, I'm gonna actually say I'm looking forward to seeing Cena and Rusev three in this Russian chain match. I'm actually looking forward to that. That's the match I'm looking forward to the most. And also, I'm looking, also looking forward to see what they do with Bad News Barrett. Is he going to end up facing someone else, like maybe Adrian Neville, to, to finish off what they've been doing over the last couple of weeks? Or are they going to have right back in there and go up against Barrett and have that as the way they introduce what? Right. Um, well, the WWE did, did, did announce that Barrett will be facing Neville. Uh, tonight on on the kickoff show, so we'll see what happens uh, as far as uh, the title belt. But uh, facing Neville tonight. Um, but yeah, I agree. That, like, the, I, I mean, 
David, I'm curious your thoughts on the Cena match. You know, I'm kind of looking forward to that, too. And it, it's weird, like, you know, WWE goes extreme, but they no blood anymore. But I, I think this chain match, at least, you know, I like their styles, the way they mix. And I think this is really going to be a hard-hitting matchup. You know, and that's oh, another thing, you know, with um, them being the PG era, the PG life format, can you really call this pay-per-view extreme rules anymore? I mean, you just got to look at the whole entire landscape. I really can't refer to this pay-per-view personally as extreme rules. I'm looking more like calling it as bending the rules more than extreme <laughs> rules. I mean, look at the. Let's do a quick rundown of the lineup. You got a regular tag team title defense matchup. You have a re- you have a uh, regular Divas title matchup, I believe, between Nikki Bella and uh, Naomi. You got the Kiss My Arse match between Ziggler and Sheamus, which I like to call AKA Fifty Sheamus and Ziggler. You got this uh, world heavyweight title match between Rollins and Orton in the steel cage with Kane as a gatekeeper. I mean, I'm just waiting for Rick Moranis to come out and be announced as the uh, key master. I mean, this is bending the rules more than extreme rules. Hey, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, it, it's it's tough to, um, you know, call something like this extreme rules when, uh, again, in the, in the PG era. That's why... You know, matches like Cena Rusev I look forward to because I do think at least, you know, if not being extreme in true sense of extreme, I think it's going to be a pretty hard matchup. You know, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I'm like, I'm not looking for blood, guts, and gore, but it's just uh, they could do so much more if they're going to actually be labeling this as extreme rules. Your thoughts, Dave? Okay. Um, it, I do believe it will be a very physical match, and I wouldn't be surprised with what we've been seeing lately in terms of um, with blood in the Lesnar match at WrestleMania and a little bit of blood from that Daniel Bryan-Sheamus match with a concussion. I think we will see a very physical match, and we might see some blood, and I think they might kind of, as, as you would say, bend the rules for this match. Um, it, it, it's along the lines of a strap match style um, so basically, they're going to be hooked up together, but they're going to touch all four corners. So this is the this is a, an, another way to um, help add legitimacy to the United States Championship as well as protect Rusev again because Rusev was Rusev was pinned at WrestleMania, suffered his first pinfall loss. So if he were to lose again, he's not pinned. Now, does that mean that they extend this rivalry? It's possible, but. I expect it to be a very physical and very good match, and uh, I think it's going to surprise some people. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Kevin, great stuff. Thanks a lot. Don't be a stranger, man. Thanks a lot for the call, and uh, I'd like to talk to you real soon. Yeah, I'll be calling in a lot more often, Ken. I'm looking forward to it. Very cool. Thanks a lot, brother. Take it easy. Oh, good stuff, that Kevin. Good, good getting some new phone calls, some new blood on here. And, uh <laughs> Great stuff. Let's go back out to the phones. We got uh, Jersey on the line. Let's see what this is. Jersey, are you there? Hi, uh, Wendy's. Yes, this is Arthur Nogginioso. Uh, can I have a large number two, uh, extra cheese, and a uh, Diet Coke? I'm trying to watch my figure. Uh, hey, what are you doing? Hey, oh, hey, hey, my phone. hey, 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 this, this, this Ken Needy? Hey, yeah, this is Ken Reedy. The hey. Ken Reedy. Ken Needy, you know who this is? Uh, the the voice sounds familiar, but it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while because the government sees me. They're trying to change my identity, but I got away. 
Okay? I can't believe you're still on the air. Where's my favorite radio personality, Dave? Oh, I'm right here. I think I know who this is. Who is it? Make a dollar question. Or I'm going to choke you out. It's Bob Arian. Oh, yeah, you got it. Who? The government thought they could seize me. They had me silent for eight months. But guess what? They don't know where I am. And I'm coming back. And I can't believe... Ken, Needy, you're still on the air, and Dave hasn't taken over the show. I, you know, I, I, you haven't been keeping tabs on us. I guess, I guess you've been in hiding. So I've, I've been able to maintain no. at least a modicum of control of this show. The government sees me, but you see black helicopters once in a while. Yeah, I, I, I do actually. Government's watching you. Be careful. All right, guess hey. what? I'm coming back. Get my phone back. Yeah. Give me that. Take your phone back. back. I ain't got phone back. I'm not done with my order. Here, can I have a six-piece chicken nuggets, please? And you just can't make it up. <laughs> Thank you for the call. Uh, wow, okay. You know, things are... <laughs> uh, yeah, even the phone calls. We do an extreme rules... Uh, pre-game show, Dave, and, and the phone calls start to get extreme. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, I, well, I guess, you know, it's good. We haven't heard from Bob Aaron in a while, and it's good to hear he hasn't gotten any saner uh, in the time he's been away. Yeah. Um, we go from extreme rules to extremely odd phone calls here this evening. But, um, yeah, no, nothing's changed. Nothing's, <laughs> nothing's changed on uh, – uh, on his end, it might have changed over here, you know, being part of 1640 and the the revolutionary pro wrestling podcast network we're uh, we're, we're launching. But it doesn't seem to be that uh, some changes made between uh, Bob Arian and uh, uh, was it the Hamburglar man he had on the phone with him ordering food. El <laughs> Genioso, uh, oh, those oh. those those guys, those guys. I miss them though. It's good stuff. Um, I just want to, you know, Dave, we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, you gave your first prediction, and uh, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, uh, you know, you said uh, Reigns. I think that's like one of those those matches that's a sure bet. So uh, we'll start off with the predicting there. You predicted Reigns and uh, the Reigns Big Show match. Uh, I agree. And, and you know what, honestly, as much as um, I, I think that I see what, what Anthony's saying, and I see, you know, they've given us this match a ton of times. uh and I get that, but I still think this match is going to be entertaining. Um, I, I think that you know they're they're obviously putting Reigns in a position where he's going to take absolute beatings and be able to take it and uh, somehow uh, persevere through it. Um, and and I do think this is going to be a very physical matchup, a very hard hitting matchup. And uh, you know I like that. I, I like and I, and I like having. Um, you know, guys and matches with different styles. I mean, you have the high flyers and the, the real athletic guys and uh, the quick guys, and, and, I, and I like the bruisers. I like seeing both styles. So I think this is a match that, um, as much as maybe it's been given a, a number of times, I, I think it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be a fun, hard-hitting matchup, uh, but I do think it's a pretty easy prediction. I would be absolutely shocked if Reigns doesn't win it. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call as we get set for our number two as we uh, get you set for Extreme Rules WWE pay-per-view. Again, just to let you guys know, head on over to Facebook, facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show, uh, for two free tickets to ECPW Mayhem 2015. 
first person to answer this trivia question correctly, Jimmy Snuka, considered the first ever ECW heavyweight champion. He won a tournament to win that title. Who did he beat in the final match of the tournament? First correct answer on the Facebook page gets two free tickets to Mayhem 2015, Friday, May 29th, ECPW. Uh, that's at the Guardian Angel Church Auditorium, 320 Franklin Turnpike in Allendown, Allendale, New Jersey. Uh, so you can check out ecpw1.com if you want tickets, or you can win them right there on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Show. At this point in time, Dave O, as he does on our pay-per-view pregame shows, Dave is going to give us an Extreme Rules pay-per-view throwback. Take it away, Dave. Good evening, class. Welcome back to another lesson plan. The last time I was with you, we were in the fast lane on the road to WrestleMania 31. And as you know, WrestleMania, in some cases, is the beginning and the end of some of the important storylines in WWE television. And coming off the heels of WrestleMania, at least in my eyes, some WWE storylines don't live up to the level of hype that the previous month's WrestleMania had provided us. In an effort to keep the momentum rolling and not suffer what we would like to refer to as the WrestleMania hangover, WWE storylines have often taken an extreme route, intended or not, during the post-WrestleMania season. Before Extreme Rules became a regular fixture in the WWE pay-per-view calendar, WWE produced a variety of different pay-per-view events, but nonetheless, some elements of Extreme were inserted into WWE storyline. Some good, and some downright awful. Class, shall we continue? Don't all speak up at once now, because in 1996, in your house, good friends, better enemies, saw newly crowned World Wrestling Federation champion, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. He went to war and barely escaped, defeating his then-former friend, Big Daddy Cool Diesel, in a no-holds-barred match that, at that time, was not the norm for regular WWE television. Steel chairs, broken tables, fire extinguishers, even a prosthetic leg was used to illustrate the war that these former friends had engaged in. Fast forward two years later to 1998, Unforgiven, on this very day in history, the very first Inferno match pitted Kane against his brother, The Undertaker. Flames engulfed and surrounded the ring for the first time ever as The Undertaker defeated his younger brother by setting his arm on fire. Pretty extreme, huh? go to 1999, the second annual Boiler Room Brawl at the Backlash pay-per-view. Mankind, Mick Foley, defeated the Big Show. Two years later, Big Show fell victim to Shane McMahon in a last man standing match from Chicago, Illinois, the All-State Arena, the very same building where tonight's Extreme Rules event emanates. Which brings me to my next point. Big Show is 0-3 and three in last man standing matches. Will he break that streak against Roman Reigns from the very same building that he suffered that loss to Shane McMahon back in 2001? We shall see. Tune in tonight, WWE Network, 999. You'll find out.
In 2004, Mick Foley returned to the WWE in a hardcore rules match at the Backlash pay-per-view, where he very well helped make a young Randy Orton into a bona fide made star in the WWE. The sheer brutality displayed showed a different side of Randy Orton. If not for this match, and we may not be referring to Randy Orton as a veteran main event star going into tonight's WWE World Heavyweight Championship steel cage match against the champion, Seth Rollins. Now, on to some of the more not-so-extreme moments that WWE portrayed. Like in 1995, at the stage in the company's existence when World Championship Wrestling, WCW, was beginning to gain momentum in the Monday Night Wars, WWE attempted to gain viewership by going to extreme measures in the form of giving away a house to a 12-year-old booger-eater of the WWE Universe at the In Your House pay-per-view. The very first one, I might add. Was the writing team in that much of a slump creatively that all they could come up with is giving away a house? 2006, WWE storylines were centered around the rivalry between the McMahon family and the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels. What was to come was of extreme shock, and it hasn't been seen ever since. It was at the Backlash pay-per-view that the McMahon family teamed up to face Shawn Michaels in a no-holds-barred, no-disqualification match, and Shawn Michaels' tag team partner was God. Yes, if you thought they couldn't dig any deeper with storylines, apparently sparking fans' interest by involving religion was the route this particular storyline had to take. Needless to say, this extreme measure didn't resonate with fans and was scrapped altogether shortly thereafter. And in 2007, speaking of the McMahon family, WWE had brought back the popular ECW brand, Extreme Championship Wrestling, to life as the third brand behind Raw and SmackDown. On that evening at Backlash, Mr. McMahon became the ECW champion with the help from his son Shane and the Samoan bulldozer Umaga, defeating champion Bobby Lashley. This move in storylines signaled the end of the brand in many fans' eyes, and if any semblance of the original Extreme Championship Wrestling was going to come to the surface, WWE Creative put a complete stop to that. And after all the years of extreme moments to occur on pay-per-view, WWE decided that in 2009 they were going to dedicate an entire pay-per-view to the theme. Ladder matches, no DQ matches, strap matches, a hog pen match, they all highlighted the inaugural Extreme Rules pay-per-view event. And from 2010 till now, similar matches like this have been the norm at Extreme Rules pay-per-view events. Now, as unusual as a hog pen match is, nothing screams extreme more than tonight's Kiss Me Arse match with Sheamus battling Dolph Ziggler. Now, some of you might think this match is a first of its kind. Not so fast, class. The summer of 1999, Mr. Ass, Badass Billy Gunn, battled The Rock in a Kiss My Ass match. The object of the match was the loser would have to pucker up on the winner's posterior. On this night, Billy Gunn, who brought a plus-sized woman to provide the high knee to kiss, got a taste of his own medicine mid-match as The Rock turned the tables on Mr. Ass with Jim Ross providing one of his legendary calls. The Rock just put Billy Gunn's face in that large woman's ass. In all seriousness, an arse will be kissed tonight. Question is, 
whose arts will it be and by whom? Now, like I mentioned earlier, the Allstate Arena in Chicago, Illinois, is the site of tonight's Extreme Rules event. Not the first time Extreme Rules emanated from Chi-Town, as 2012 was host to a memorable evening. Randy Orton toppled Kane in a false Count Anywhere match to open the show. Sheamus defeated Daniel Bryan in a two-out-of-three falls match to retain his World Heavyweight Championship. Chicago's favorite and most famous crybaby, CM Punk, went old school on Chris Jericho in a Chicago street fight to keep his WWE Championship. But the most memorable bout of all saw John Cena wage war in an Extreme Rules match with a returning Brock Lesnar and provide an entertaining and all bit surprisingly bloody match in a PG era of WWE television. Tonight's big event has come full circle. How do you ask? It was last year, Extreme Rules 2014, a reformed evolution of Triple H. Randy Orton and Batista battled the undisputed future of WWE, The Shield, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and Dean Ambrose, and helped them and helped solidify them as the major players in WWE for years to come in an all-out battle that left a mark on the now-defunct IZOD Center in East Rutherford, New Jersey. That night was the last televised WWE event from that building, as it has just been recently shut down. But what I'm getting at here is that all three former S.H.I.E.L.D. members are now staples in WWE storyline. Ambrose, who is widely popular, will battle Luke Harper in a Chicago street fight tonight. Roman Reigns looks to extend Big Show's record in last-man-standing losses tonight during their last-man-standing match. And Seth Rollins is going to defend the WWE World Heavyweight Championship inside of a steel cage against Randy Orton. A lot can happen in a year now, can it? Class, I hope tonight's history lesson gave you some insight on what way, on what, excuse me, on what may or may not be extreme in WWE storyline. Until next time, you have been informed, you have learned, and now your class is dismissed. Good stuff. I, I enjoy this segment. I, I always feel like like I learn stuff that, uh, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Good stuff as we get set for Extreme Rules. Let's go back out to the phones, actually. We got, you, you know, again, you never know what direction or who's going to call, but we got we got Steve off on the line giving us a buzz. Steve, how you doing this evening? Hey, Ken and Dave. I'm good. How you guys doing? Doing all right. Uh, it's been an, an interesting night. I uh, had some, uh, I guess, friends of yours calling. Um Guess the government, uh, not uh, Bob Arian, escaped the clutches of our government and uh, is out and about. But uh, good stuff. Are you feeling extreme tonight? Uh, I'm feeling extremely bad for what I just heard before, and I apologize for my friends. I haven't seen Bob Arian in like eight months, and El Rotundo Genioso just hasn't been the same since he ate that expired meat that I had in the back of my freezer. He made some burgers. They were uh, delicious. I had one bite and realized they were bad, so they really weren't delicious. He says they were delicious. and uh, Yeah, I think he might be dying, but it's okay. No big deal. Uh, anyway, on to business. Extreme rules. Uh, I'm feeling extreme, definitely. And Dave, uh, like Ken said, I, I didn't know a lot of that. I feel like I learn every time I listen to your whole spiel, and I forgot all that and math in the past five minutes, so it's all gone. That's what concussions will give you. Don't get concussions. <laughs> Oh, I'm you. you know, when we look at the card, and 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 I'm, I'm actually like Jersey. Your thoughts, like you know, I, I feel like again we're we're talking about a pay per view that, uh, I, you know, the builds, okay, Raws have been okay, I think at best, but 
I, I think there's a, a lot of potential with with this card. I think there's a lot of potential for very uh, entertaining matchups. Uh, curious your thoughts on the card, and is there a match you're looking forward to most tonight? Uh, I don't doubt the wrestling will be good. Uh, as far as like the storyline built to the matches, it's been uh, it kind of kind of weak. Um, I think Pro Wrestling Magic could have done better, cheap plug. But uh, no, all, all kidding aside, uh, you know, athletically, I'm sure it'll be good. Entertainment-wise, and the follow-up to WrestleMania is always like, you know, how are you going to top that? So you can't really fault them for that. There's really no way to top WrestleMania. Otherwise, it wouldn't be WrestleMania. But uh, you know, match-wise, I'm definitely looking forward to the show. Neville and Barrett, the uh, last-minute uh, change. I'm definitely thinking that'll be awesome. And the tag title match, of course. I'm always one for the uh, whatever's on like the under and mid card. I would be looking forward to Ziggler and Sheamus if it wasn't for that stupid stipulation that wasn't even cool in 1999 when it made sense. But you know, that's just my opinion. I, I agree with you, man. Like, it's, it's kind of a weird matchup, and especially on an Extreme Rules. Uh, you know, it's almost like we, we got an Irish guy and we want to hear him say arse. So we'll, we'll yeah. put him in a zero arse match. But uh, yeah, like I think it's going to be an entertaining matchup. I, I'm I'm not a big fan of the gimmick at all, and uh, it's almost like kind of you know it's it's taking like extreme to me it's taking like extreme rules, and all of a sudden it's uh, I don't know it's kind of just becoming way too much of a, a gimmick pay per view and. Uh, I, I I don't know. I just thought that was that was kind of silly. So I'm in total agreement with you. Uh, I'm curious your thoughts because uh, one of the matches I think personally that's going that that's got a lot of potential to steal the show is is Harper and Ambrose. Uh, your yeah. thoughts on those two guys and uh, what do you think we're going to see out of them tonight? Somebody on my Facebook feed shared earlier today some of their stuff from I believe it was CCW. I don't think we'll be seeing anything like that tonight. But if that's any indication, I'm sure we'll see a PG form of that, which will still be awesome. Um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward I forgot that match is on the card, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, so again, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a card that's uh, chock full of uh, potential uh, great matches. And again, it's weird. It's like WWE right now. I mean, WrestleMania was great. Lackluster build. Mm-hmm. We're again, you know, whether it's the WrestleMania hangover or uh, something else entirely. Uh, it's still, you know, again, we got a lot of potential on this pay-per-view, uh, but... The Raws have not been delivering. Uh, we'll see what happens. Again, uh, uh, before we let you go, um, and thanks for the insight on the pay-per-view, uh, any any uh, magic news you'd like to share? And uh, uh, if, if not anything new, just, again, give everyone all the information so they can get out to see uh, Magic's new, uh, next show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, first of all, YouTube.com slash Steve Ogg. Gun Show Season 11 will be starting up soon. As far as Pro Wrestling Magic, we have just announced our third event. It's going to be June 13th. That's a Saturday. We're uh, 7.15 p.m. Uh, we're back at the Bogota, Bogota VFW. It was so awesome to us the first time. And it's uh, such a perfect venue for wrestling. If you haven't been to a Pro Wrestling Magic show, you need to get down to one. And, you know, uh, I'm getting a little ahead of myself here because we have an event May 16th. I've, I've said this on the show before, but in case you guys haven't heard, who are listening in, Pro Wrestling Magic has its second event, May 16th, that's a Saturday, 7.15 p.m., at Cliffside Park, New Jersey's number six school. I went there from kindergarten through sixth grade, so it's kind of like a homecoming for me. Uh, it's a uh, benefit show for the Don Casamento Memorial Scholarship. The main event, or one of the two main events being for the Don Casamento Memorial Tag Team Cup. Myself and Boost Traplash, collectively Storm Force, will face Jarrett Foster and Steven Sterling, Blitz and Glamour. 
And the other half of our double main event will be for the ECWA Heavyweight Championship. Matt Saigon defending against Ricky Martinez, plus Chikara Stars, CCW Stars, the best of the indies, or the uh, the local wrestling circuits. I like to call it. Indie sounds kind of cheap, but I digress. Should be a great show. WrestlingIsMagic.com for your advanced tickets. This event will sell out. We have, I think, four elementary schools in town, plus the middle school and the high school. Over a thousand students between them, way over a thousand. The venue seats about five, maybe five fifty if we're lucky. If everyone's small, that shows up. So get your tickets early because it will sell out the door. Sounds good. Again, that is uh, get your tickets for Pro Wrestling Magic. Looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to seeing that show. Thanks a lot for giving us a few minutes tonight. Uh, enjoy Extreme Rules, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Enjoy the show. Thanks, Steve. Take it easy, man. Hey, okay. Well, you never know who's going to call in. Steve decides to give us a buzz. Uh, you know, I, I like getting a wrestler's insight. And it's cool now, Dave, that he's a, a promoter and uh, a wrestler. So uh, we get a lot of insight as far as uh, looking at uh, extreme rules. So, uh, you know, let's get into a couple of predictions. We both predicted uh, Roman Reigns. I think we got a lot of potential on this card. And, you know, I said it in that phone call. And, uh, you know, let's talk about it now. Um, I do think that we have a lot of uh, potential here that uh, I think that, um, you know, Ambrose Harper is a, a you know, big-time show stealer right there. I If I was going to predict a show stealer, I'm going to predict that match. Uh, interesting match to, to predict a winner from. Uh, but you got Dean Ambrose and Luke Harper in a Chicago street fight. Uh, I My pick is going to be Ambrose. I think Ambrose is going to win. Uh, but and my solid pick is if there's going to be a show stealer, this match is going to be it. I, I really like both of these guys. I know Ambrose is uh, is quite the darling and, and very popular right now. I, I look for this match to be a, maybe not a definitive coming out party, but I think Luke Harper continues as he goes along to open some eyes. Uh, the guy is extremely talented. Um, I think you're going to be very impressed with some of the things uh, he can do for a man his size. Uh, so I am really, really looking forward to the Chicago street fight. I My pick for Show Stealer, your thoughts on this matchup, Dave? Couldn't agree more. Show Stealer, definitely. Um, both guys are very talented. Both guys have a history with each other, like Steve mentioned, uh, you know, talking about, you know, CCW, which was, you know, which is probably the, the, uh, one of the bigger indie promotions in the country. Um, they're kind of they kind of got an ECW kind of vibe to it with the extreme stuff, even more extreme than uh, ECW in some ways um, in terms of the, the, the contents of their matches. I mean, we've seen all kinds of crazy stuff in ECW, but I mean, ECW really they 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 kind of they kind of even take it further than ECW in some in some ways. I've seen some of the stuff that they've done, and uh, both Harper and Ambrose got a history with them. So uh, and they get a history with each other, so I think it will work well. I think it will mesh well, and um, I wouldn't say coming out party for Harper, but um, he's solidifying himself more and more as one of the major players in WWE moving forward and for years to come. I see him in the Kane role, um, very solid, reliable, somebody that could just work with just about anybody, especially for a guy his size. And uh, you know, I, I think we're going to see a good performance. I think we're going to see little bits of what these two have done with each other on the indie scene in tonight's match like Steve said, in somewhat of a WWE PG form. But I'm going to go with Ambrose here. Um, and the reason why I'm going to go with Ambrose is because I really think now 
that they've kind of established Rollins as the champion. Now that they've kind of established Reigns, or at least they're trying to establish Reigns as more of a major player, I think they have some time now to put some more focus on Ambrose. And I think that with tonight's win, we're going to see things going forward with Ambrose where he's going to be more involved in maybe some of the title matches and maybe eventually I'm going out on a limb here. I know this is early, but um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, this is the beginning of his push heading towards next year's WrestleMania and him being involved in a big match. And when I say big match, I'm saying him, Rollins, and Reigns in a triple threat for the title, shield triple threat WrestleMania 32. But I digress because I'm going too far with this. But I do see Ambrose tonight starting off um, his push in, in 2015 with a victory in this match. And Chicago Street fight, I mean, in Chicago, the crowd, they, the crowd's going to love them both. I think it's going to be the I think it's going to be the match that people are going to be talking about. Totally agree. We're on we're on board together. Let's do one more pick before we go go back out to the phones. Uh, we got a, a tag team title match. We got a Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, the champions, versus New Day. Uh, yeah. Does any I don't know I, I don't know if anyone cares. Uh, I I'd be shocked if Kidd and Cesaro lose the title. Um, the, the New Day gimmick, I mean, it's obvious that they're going to go the way of the, uh, what the crowd is starting to feel for them and, uh, their heels. Um, I don't know. I don't know about this gimmick. I really don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's, uh, kind of, um, uh, African-American. I'll say it, uh, I'll say it, I'll say it for you. It, it's stereotyped with, with, um, with some African Americans, a lot of gimmicks in wrestling are stereotyped when it comes to race, creed, color. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. I, I'm, I'm sorry, but like you said, I think they're capitalizing on the the fact that whatever they tried to accomplish with the gimmick when it first debuted, it's not working. So now they're capitalizing on the fans' negative reaction, and I think they are starting to use. They're they're, they're starting to try to expose the characters and their phoniness for trying to be positive. And I think that's where they're going with it. That's just my take now. So what do you think? What do, you think? do you think there's any chance that a New Day wins this match? I don't think so. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. You know, Cesaro and Kid. I mean, I've always been a big fan of this team. And you know me, I am Cesaro numero uno fan right over here on the Ken Reedy show. I'm a huge fan of him. And I've I was not a big fan of him tagging up first, but him and Kid work so well together. They really do. And uh, I see them winning. I'm going with Cesaro and Kid winning this. Um, they, 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 they're starting to get the fan support, too. That's the other thing, too. Um, so they're testing these guys out as baby faces. And, uh, they, you know, it's going to be a great match. If you remember and you go back to the, the kickoff show before the Royal Rumble, these two teams wrestled each other, and they had a phenomenal match. It's a great match. I don't expect anything different between the two of them. And it wouldn't surprise me if... Cesaro and Kid pull out the win in a great match. Maybe New Day jumps them at the end of the match and kind of establishes themselves firmly as a team that, you know, shouldn't be messed with or establishes firmly their position as heels and, and you know, in the tag team division. Who knows? But that's where I think it's going to go. And we have some breaking news in the, in the Ken Reedy Show realm. We have a winner. A winner... Um for the tickets for the ECPW event on May 29th. 
Mary Curse uh, got the answer right. It was Salvatore Belomo. Salvatore Belomo, Jimmy Snuka, beat him to be the first ever ECW heavyweight champion. Congratulations, Mary, and we'll get those tickets out to you ASAP. And yeah, we got a winner. It's awesome. It's good stuff. Um, let's do one more pick, and then we'll go back out to the phones. Um, you know, the, the match that's, you know, we talked a lot about Daniel Bryan's injury. Uh, the match that we, we got Neville now against Bad News Barrett. Bad News Barrett. Um, I think this is an interesting matchup. I think, you know, to me, they're they're high on Neville. Um, Neville's a guy they want to build. Uh, obviously, beating a guy like Barrett would be a nice notch in his belt, especially at a pay-per-view. Um, but Neville got the pin on SmackDown, so I kind of go back and forth with, with my pick for this. But uh, pay-per-view, new guy, Neville got the pin the other night. I think I'm going to go with Bad News Barrett to, to win this matchup. Um, but it would not shock me if Neville won. Your thoughts? I, I couldn't. You know, let's let the love fest continue because I couldn't agree <laughs> with you more. However, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch things up a bit. It could go either way. Like you said, Neville got the pin Thursday on SmackDown. You know, this is a replacement match. Um, Barrett's still got an Intercontinental Championship match in line. If he were to win and, like, pull the trunks or have his feet on the ropes, um, it kind of saves space for Neville, and it kind of builds somewhat of an underdog storyline with him and against Barrett. Um, you know, he's, he's very popular. Chicago crowd's a smart crowd. I'm sure that they watch NXT. I'm sure they've seen his work before, so they'll be very behind him as well. They'll probably be behind Barrett. But we should expect a hot crowd, too. It is Chicago, mind you. But unfortunately, we're going to probably expect some CM Punk chance, too. But that's the point in the in, in the, uh, the the show that I really don't worry about too much. However, as far as this match goes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch it up with you. I think Neville's going to beat Barrett. Um, yeah, I'm going with Neville. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going with Neville. I would pick Barrett, but however, Barrett does have an Intercontinental title match coming up, so it doesn't necessarily hurt him if he were to lose to Neville. In a, in a very hard fought match, so I'm gonna I'm gonna switch up. I'm gonna go Neville. Very interesting. That's the first pick of the night that we differ. Uh, let's go back out to the phones and prepare yourselves. It is time for us Uh-oh. to enter the world of Mike Ferrara. Mike, how you doing this hey. evening? All right. And what'd you say? The wonderful world of Mike Ferrara. You mean the wonderful world of Mike Ferrara speaks? Currently, a part of the 1640p. WPR Wrestling Podcast Network, and uh, I'm doing good. I'm just listening to everybody tonight, and I'm listening to everybody's picks. I'm listening to everybody's phone calls and familiar voices, and uh, it's just it's just one of those things where I'm ready for to get extreme with you guys. So uh, I agree. I agree with you, um, you guys, about the Cesaro thing with Kid. I think that Sid, uh, Sid, that Kid and Cesaro are going to win. But here's what I think: I think Los Matadors are going to get even with New Day, as you say, New Day. I think they're going to get even with them. So uh, I, I also I'm picking Kid and Cesaro, but I think that Los Matadors is going to interfere and they're going to cause um, them to lose. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I mean, I'm curious your thoughts, like on. Um you know, the, the tag team matchup, uh, you know, I mean, do you like, like, what, I mean, it's funny because we're both, like, we're all Cesaro fans here. Do you like him now 
I, I like this a lot. Um, I know they're trying to find a, a niche for this guy. I like them as a tag team. Um, I'd love to see them have a long run. Uh, to me, they're almost like a throwback tag team. I, I love what they're doing, and, uh, you know, I, I, I just really am enjoying Cesaro and Tyson Kidd as a tag team. I, I, you know, when I, when I had them there, when I first got them, when they first got together, I'm really not that high on Cesaro. I like the guy. I think he's a great, I, I liked him in ROH and, and I, you know, I, I just think that he needs to work on his promos more. And, but that's, that's what I think about that. I, I just think his promo work needs to be done a little better. And, and I, I, I don't know. I just, I, and then hopefully McMahon sees a push for him. That's another thing. If McMahon don't like you, I think, you know, I don't know. I, I think this guy deserves a push and he deserves a chance. So, you know, that's why I think tonight, I, I definitely think tonight they're going to keep the, uh, the titles. But. So is there one match tonight you're looking forward to more than anything else? Yes, uh, I'm looking forward to the Kane. I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with Seth Rollins and Randy Orton. Um, I, I called up Mr. Trivia Show tonight because he has his show, as you guys have your show, and this all could be heard. We, we know where this all could be heard. It could be heard on uh, the network, um, 1640 WPPR. Anyway, uh, so he made a prediction, which was an off-wall prediction for him. He thinks that Seth Rollins um, is gonna is going to uh, win, and Kane's gonna slam the door in uh, Kane's gonna slam the door in Seth Rollins' face, and Randy Orton's gonna lose because there's gonna be a new member of the Authority. Mr. Trivia says the Punjabi Playboy is going to make an appearance, and he's gonna and he's gonna join. That's his his prediction. My prediction is I think that I think that Bray Wyatt is going to have something to do with this match and cost Randy Orton the uh, the shot. That's what's my prediction. I think that Seth is going to leap with the belt, and I think Kane is going to slam the door on Seth Rollins, and that should set up something between him and uh, him and Seth Rollins down the line. Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't shock me at all. I mean, they're definitely leading towards uh, Kane coming back as the monster and, and probably being a face. Um, you know, I am curious to see what exactly they're going to do with uh, the authority. And the Punjabi playboy, though, I'd, I'd, uh, I don't know. Like, I, What do you think about that, Dave? No, it it would not surprise me um, if they brought Kali in and he was somewhat of a uh, another monster, another muscle enforcer for the authority. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I I think that would be too much going on and taken away from the, the, the match at hand with Rollins and, uh, and Orton tonight. And I think really this match should be about you know, the progression of Seth Rollins as the champion and as part of your future in the company. So... Um, I think that should, something like that should probably be saved for Monday Night Raw. I think tonight is, like I said, should be Rollins' night, and uh, you know, and the performance that he has with Orton. So, you want a prediction? I give you one of those too. Give us a prediction. Why not? By the skin of his teeth, Seth Rollins defeats Randy Orton tonight and stays WWE World Heavyweight Champion, but. I do see some friction still continuing between him and Kane um, in tonight's match. I don't necessarily think that 
um, Kane will slam the door on Rollins in, in some way, but maybe Kane will kind of turn his back on Rollins, walk out if something happens, uh, you know, w- w- which would lead to his walk out. But yeah, Rollins, Rollins stays the champion. That, that, that's who they put their money on. They wouldn't have thrown the money in the bank briefcase, and they wouldn't have had him cash in last month at the main event of WrestleMania if they didn't have you know serious concrete plans for him as champion. So Rollins, Rollins beat Norton tonight. My prediction. That's that's definitely definitely uh, a good prediction, Dave, and I I agree with you on that. They wouldn't have set that all up, and don't forget, Kane was the one that handed the briefcase to Seth Rollins, and Kane won't let people forget it. And um, that's another thing that takes away from the match because people want to, you know, people are like, okay, we have Rollins versus Orton. What's Kane going to do? So I kind of takes a little focus away, but at the same time, it makes intrigue out of this whole um, deal. So I'm looking forward. This is this is why I love wrestling, and everybody makes their opinions, and we all have our our predictions. But, uh, you know, and then I'm sad about Daniel Bryan's situation. Here it is again. You know, Daniel Bryan gets injured again after, you know, winning the the, the, the title, you know, the kind of title. It's just, it's sad. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Bad News Barrett take on uh, Neville. I think uh, my uh, my prediction would be for that would be Wade Barrett wins. Uh, I don't see Neville winning just yet. I think they're going to let Wade win and uh, we you know that's that's what I think on that. Very good, Mike. Good stuff as always. Thanks a lot for giving us a buzz tonight. Good luck again. Remember Mike Ferrara speaks on PWPR uh Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio 1640. Check it out on iTunes. And uh, Mike, thanks a lot, and we'll talk to you real soon. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. You guys are going to be on tomorrow night, right? No, we're not going to be on tomorrow night. We're, we'll be off tomorrow night, and uh, we'll be back next Monday. Hmm, that's, that, that's very, very interesting. All right, so that's very interesting. All right, so, so okay, we'll definitely talk to you guys. And again, um, you know, you guys are both on my show. I heard both shows. I thought they were great. I thought you guys were great guests. I thought the topic was great. So anybody that wants to listen, well, I have a Mike Ferrara Speaks page on Facebook, and then you know uh, you know the deal. You guys can tell them the rest. But I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you very much for having me on, and speak to you soon. Take it easy, Mike. Thanks a lot. Mike Ferrara from Mike Ferrara Speaks on 1640. I still want to get like singers. 1640! But I digress. Anyway, back into the pay-per-view predictions uh, as, as we roll forward. It's interesting because we kind of predicted. Uh, I'm right there with you. I look at my prediction. I'd be shocked if Rollins doesn't win the match. But I like the idea. I mean, I know I hear what Mike is saying that Kane can be kind of a distraction. But at the same time, I kind of like it because because of where the Kane character is right now. Um the, the conventional wisdom, obviously, is that, you know, he won the belt at WrestleMania, not going to take it off him, so it's a no-brainer. I think with where Kane's character is, it kind of gives a little bit of doubt, like maybe Kane costs him the belt tonight, um, which I think adds to the intrigue of, of this matchup. I would look for something, um, you know, Kane is going to do something to Seth Rollins that indirectly is going to help him win. Um you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me at all if we see Kane come into the match and, you know, punch Rollins out and he goes flying through the door and wins. Or, uh, something where he goes after Rollins but accidentally hits uh, Orton. 
you know, I, I think we're going to see some more of that. Uh, tonight. I think, you know, and I think it's going to be a really interesting run to see how long he's able to hold on to this title. But I think they're really setting up uh, Rollins to have a, a really old-school, typical heel run as the WWE champion where he's just going to be a, a weasley, slimy son of a bitch that just never really beats, quote-unquote, beats his opponents, but somehow weasels his way through and, and holds on to that belt. I think he's just going to be this, this like, just this, uh, I don't want to call him a wimp, but just kind of a, a wussy, wimpy heel that weasels his way through matches and holds on to that belt, which will increase his heat. So I, I wouldn't shock me at all night if we see a very dominant performance uh, from Orton, uh, where all, all signs are an Orton win, and then somehow, in a sneaky fashion, Rollins uh, walks away victorious. But that's how I see this playing out, Dave. Well, you know, here's another thing, too, that we all forgot to mention. Randy Orton's RKO is banned in this match. And the last time we saw a match like this where a move was banned as a part of a stipulation, it was the 2007 Survivor Series. Randy Orton was the champion, and he was facing Shawn Michaels. And at the time, William Regal was the general manager of Raw, and he had banned Shawn Michaels' super kick. So Michaels had went through multiple ways of trying to beat Orton. He used submission moves, crossface, figure four, different kinds of suplexes. Michaels kind of changed his arsenal up. So I kind of see in some way that Orton might do some of that tonight, and with the advent of it being a steel cage match, um, now it all depends, too. Is there going to be pinfalls in this cage match? Is is it just going to be escaping the cage through either the door or the, the over the top of the cage? Because if that's the case, then you really don't have to worry about the, the RKO move necessarily having, or lack thereof, having an effect on the, uh, the, the, the contents of the storytelling in the match. Um, it's interesting that they have decided to ban this move because it tells... It, it makes the talent creatively come up with different ways to be entertaining and athletic in, in a situation like this. And I'll even go one further. Not only do I pick Rollins to win, not only do I pick that Kane somehow like turns back on Rollins and the dissension continues between him and Rollins and the authority, but I see Seth Rollins beating Randy Orton with an RKO to win the match. I think really what this is about and what it was about on Monday was the fact that Rollins got to prove he's the man and do whatever it takes to prove that he's the man without getting help. And I think we're going to see something like that where Rollins is going to dig deep and he'll use Orton's move against him to win the match and just barely by the skin of his teeth still remain WWE World Heavyweight Champion. So we're right now, you know, it only differs so far on one match. Let's keep these these picks going. And we talked a little bit about it. And, uh, you know, let's talk a, a little bit more about it. Uh, John Cena, Rusev, uh, U.S. title match, um, Russian chain match, uh, essentially the same rules as a strap match except with a, a Russian chain. Um, again, like I said before, I, I just think this is one of those matches that um, – it's it's you're not 
you can't go extreme, really, in this PG era. Uh, extreme is what, you know, if you're old enough to remember extreme, can't really go extreme. But I think this match is going to be one of those hard-hitting matches that uh, I, I think will get some fun spots with the chain. Um, I think these two are going to beat the holy hell out of each other. Um, which, you know, being people like us uh, that are just bloodthirsty, maladjusted individuals, we're really going to enjoy this. Uh, I, I, I think it's going to be fun. I, I would be surprised if Cena does not win this match. This is uh, one of those matches that is, is kind of up Cena's alley. You know, Cena's character over the years has been that guy that, uh, you know, just put him in these matches that he shouldn't win, uh, where he really has to dig deep and gut it out. Um, and I just see Cena winning. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens forward if that's the case. Uh, I really think that that's uh, a for the Rusev character. Um, I'm curious to see what they'll do with him and where they'll go with him after the fact. Uh, this is one of those matches, and I think there's a, there's a few matches where I think we're going to be very entertained with this card. Um, but I, at least for me, I'm finding a lot of these predictions kind of easy. It's a very entertaining, hard-hitting matchup. I like these two together. I like their styles, the way they match up. Um, so I'm picking C and I'm looking forward to this matchup, Dave. Well, you know, you said earlier, it's going to be hard to kind of have a very entertaining match with a Russian chain in a PG era WWE. But like I said earlier, I mean, we didn't expect to see blood in the Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns match, and it was the main event of WrestleMania. And we're talking John Cena here, who's, you know, the, the you know one of the one of the, the, the faces, the face of the company, somebody that they, you know, put their money in and invest in. And it wouldn't surprise me if they kind of bent the rules for him a little bit because they've all they always want Cena and his storylines to be a priority, and this is a priority for them. Is the key is is having Cena with the United States Championship and helping elevate that championship. And in a match of this magnitude against Rusev, um, it's definitely going to help. I think we're going to see an entertaining match. I think we're going to see a physical match. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a little a little bit of blood, just a little bit. I'm not saying we're we're going to. We're going to get, you know, crimson masks for both of them, and the ring's going to be covered in it, but it wouldn't surprise me if we got a little bit of color in this match. They've, they've made the, they, they've bent the rules a little bit for some guys, and I think Cena's in that category where they will bend the rules just a little bit. And uh, it won't be Roddy Piper, Greg Valentine, dog collar chain match style, you know, the, like we saw at Starcade 1983, but it'll be a pretty physical match. Um and like you said, it's, it's, it's easy to predict some of these matches. And we've seen it just winning the title a month ago and then using him as a focal point to elevate the United States Championship. I can't see him losing uh, right now. And I think, too, what's going to help um, the progression of Rusev moving forward is you don't have to be pinned in this match. You've got to touch all four corners, dragging your opponent with a chain. So... It's almost a similar situation with Roman Reigns where Cena could beat the tar out of Rusev with that chain and drag his lifeless body and touch all four corners and it won't hurt Rusev because two things. One, he was not pinned or made to submit 
and two, he took a beating from John Cena. Okay, and it, it and and it will only elevate his status in the eyes of the audience and of the fans. He will still be seen as a big bruiser, you know, Russian, you know, badass in many ways. So, I, I, I yeah, I'm going with Cena. It's not it's, that's that's that's, a, that's an easy one for me. Where they go with Rusev following this, I don't know, but I wouldn't mind seeing a I wouldn't mind seeing a, a, another match between the two. I think it'll end tonight. I truly do, but it wouldn't surprise me if they decide to do another match, whether it be on Raw, whether it be even at the next pay-per-view. Who knows? Yeah, and the thing is with this match also, even if they were thinking, you know, in terms of, you know, maybe letting Rusev win and, and you know, take the title off John Cena, which would be shocking to me. Um, like I said, they're looking to elevate these, these secondary titles. If, you know, if they were even thinking about Cena losing this matchup. And I don't think they were. I, I I would think that that would go out the window with the news of Daniel Bryan. If they're trying to elevate these titles, um, you know, maybe Rusev wins if Daniel Bryan around and, and can carry the IC title. Um, you know, again, I would be shocked anyway. If, even if Daniel Bryan was here, I'd still be picking John Cena. But with Daniel Bryan on the shelf and potentially uh, losing that belt, Obviously, Cena's going to be the guy to keep the uh, the other secondary title. So, but I'm looking forward to this. I think we're going to have an entertaining matchup as as we go forward and look at this pay per view. Uh, one match we haven't talked about. Um, and, and it's interesting that when we you know you hear the rumors about the Bellas looking at retiring, uh, is that true? Uh, is that really going to happen? Um, I like the new attitude we're getting out of Naomi. Um, at least it's a character. It's something you can kind of sink your teeth into. Uh, so we got Nikki Bella versus Naomi for the Divas Championship. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I like Naomi. I don't know. You know, this match is not going to be any sort of uh, classic. Uh, I I don't know. I feel like as much as the retirement rumors are circulating, I still see Nikki Bella retaining the title in this matchup. Uh, maybe some more temper tantrums out of Naomi to uh, facilitate this character further. Uh, but I'm looking for Nikki Bella to win this match. Yeah, I can't see. You know, Naomi just recently turned, and the rumor is that she wasn't the original person for this position. They originally wanted um, AJ, who had just recently, you know, left WWE. They wanted her to turn on Paige and to start her run with the title. I don't know if that meant that Paige was going to beat Nikki Bella at some point, but um, the the rumor is is that. Um, it was it was scheduled to be AJ in this role, so I think what we'll see tonight is I think we'll see a more aggressive Naomi. Her character will be very aggressive in the match, and will kind of lay a beat to Nikki Bella and really kind of, in, in in some ways, be her coming out part. You know, we talked about it earlier with with um, with uh, what's his name uh, uh, Harper, but I think in this case, yeah, it will be a coming out party for Naomi, where she'll at least show that like. She's, she's going to be seen as one of the top girls in the Divas division, but she won't win. And then we'll see a more aggressive side to her, and the tension will build up and build up and build up with her until it explodes. And then probably next month, I would predict, that she walks out with the championship. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Nikki Bella, but I wouldn't be surprised if Naomi kind of sends a message after the match or, you know, in the coming weeks that uh, you know, she's still after the title. 
I'm curious, Dave. Do you, do you think there's any possibility tonight that we see a a page sighting? That uh, maybe she comes down, and maybe we do get a Naomi victory uh, via DQ that uh, Paige runs in. I mean, I'm still gonna pick. I'm gonna stick with my pick. I'm gonna say Bella wins, but uh, you know, maybe we have a Paige sighting tonight. It's very po- I mean, it's possible, but. Um... They wrote her off TV because they have, you know, there's plans that she's going to be starring in, a, in one of the, their god-awful WWE Studios movies. Um, they're, they're li- there's Lifetime Channel movies that are better than some of those movies that they put out for Christ's sake. It's true. It, 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 it's absolutely true. God, I, the last WWE movie I watched was um, The Condemned. And uh, I condemn any other WWE movies moving forward when it comes to their product. But anyhow, they have... Wait, they you're have not running to, out to, to see the Marine 4? I'll, 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 I'll be running out of breath running away from going to see the Marine 4. <laughs> okay? Come on, but, Summer uh, Rae's the next but, Meryl Streep. Oh, my God. I can't believe you just said that. Anyhow, <laughs> um, I know you were kidding, too. But anyhow, um, you know, if they were, they had plans, they got plans for her to be a part of this movie. So um, if they were to write, if if they wrote her off TV so that she can go film this movie because she couldn't commit to this match or they couldn't have her, you know, perform this match, then why would they just have her come in and do a run-in when she was originally scheduled for the match? I mean, I don't know, but it's possible. I mean, who knows? We're going to see a kiss me arse match later in the evening. So, um, anything is possible at this point. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't know how long she's scheduled to be out for, but at least it leaves an opening for when she returns that, well, I've got a title shot. So somebody needs to give it to me. Yeah. It's interesting stuff. Again, I'm looking forward to what we see out of Naomi. I think Naomi's got a lot of talent. Um, you know, I'm curious to see, you know, how far she can go with this character. Um, good stuff. Just to recap, as we've gone through our picks over the course of the night, and, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, both of us have picked Reigns, Ambrose, uh, Cesaro and Tyson Kidd, Rollins, Cena, and Bella uh, to, to win their matches tonight. The only match we differ on right now is uh, Bad News Barrett. Uh, versus Neville, so we'll see what happens in that matchup as we are. Uh, it's a love fest tonight as we're agreeing a lot on our picks. And, uh, again, looking forward to tonight's pay-per-view because I do think that there's a lot of potential match-for-match match, uh, to have a very entertaining few hours this evening. Now, uh, Steve kind of mentioned it when he got Steve off. uh, uh mentioned it before, and uh, I, I like a thousand percent in agreement. Um very much looking forward to the, the Ziggler Sheamus matchup. Um, I, I think that 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 match has got a, a ton of potential, uh, especially with uh, Sheamus's new attitude and uh, Ziggler being uh, a selling god. Um, I think it's it's a very intriguing matchup uh, between the two of them. And also, as, as uh, you know, it's, it's all about the love with the Ken Reedy Show family. Uh, I just agree with people. I thought Jazz brought up an excellent point uh, with Sheamus. Right on board with her. I'm digging the new Sheamus persona. And, yeah, I, I'm right there with you, Dave. I think that the, the beard braids look fairly ridiculous, but not enough for me to hate on the new character. I, I mean, I, I, I like the whole thing, and at least... 
You know, if, if the braids look stupid in the beard, um, at least he's trying something different. He's trying something new. He's putting it out there. But I, I am digging everything else about the Seamus character. Uh, the, the, the mohawk, the new music. I love the new music. Uh, I love him as a heel. I love the persona of him coming down as, as his big, just old-school Irish Viking kind of badass that's making fun of guys who are smaller than him. I, you know, he's just coming down. I mean, it's awesome because Seamus is going to, you know, run with this character and then go do anti-bullying rallies, uh, which is hilarious because I am loving the total bullying aspect of Seamus's character. He's a total full-on jerk bully of a heel. I'm digging all of it. And, and I'm finding, honestly, this matchup a, a tough one to call. Uh, you know, there's part of me that's thinking, again, I think it's going to be very entertaining. Uh, there's part of me that, that could see uh, Ziggler winning. Maybe Seamus reneges on the kissing your arse uh, step and walks off without uh, following through. Um, you know, is it something where uh, Ziggler is just unconscious and, and Seamus grabs him by the hair and sticks his face in his ass? I, I, I don't know. It's just a shame, though, with this matchup that as much as I think this is going to be a very entertaining, fun match, in extreme rules, I'm just not a big fan of the stipulation, Dave. Well, yeah, I mean, aside from that, I'm not really too worried about that. I'm looking more forward to the the actual match itself because, you know, you said it best, you know, Ziggler is a selling god. Well, you know, Ziggler can sell meat to a vegetarian, and he can definitely take a beating better than anybody, and Sheamus knows how to give out good beating. So, I think it's going to be a case where, you know, Sheamus is just going to beat and beat and beat and beat on Ziggler and beat him unconscious practically, where, you know, he's he's basically forcing an unconscious Dolph Ziggler to kiss his ass. Or it could be somebody else coming in to replace, you know, Sheamus' ass to be the one that's kissed. I don't know. It's one of those situations where... There's possibilities are endless, but you also got to understand too um, where they are. You know, they're in Chicago, and I mentioned it earlier. And it's a hot crowd, so it all depends on the direction of the booking. Because if you remember, you know, about over a year ago, 15, 16 months ago, however long it was, when when Punk had walked out on WWE, they, um, you know, about a month before WrestleMania, they were in Chicago on a Monday Night Raw and they booked the show very friendly to the guys that fans in Chicago like. So, depending on the direction that they are going tonight, with the the, the decisions and some of the matches and some of the storylines, there's a chance they might have Ziggler like kind of pull out the upset and beat Sheamus. And like you said, Sheamus kind of reneges, and it adds more heat to his, um, to, to his character, his heel persona, and then you kind of build off of that moving forward heading into the next pay-per-view you know it's payback so maybe the payback theme is you know Ziggler wants payback on Sheamus for not not going along with the stipulation from the previous match who knows so there's a lot of different possibilities you can go with it but I think it's going to be a very physical match I think Sheamus is going to put a very rough beat on Ziggler I think Ziggler's going to sell it real well and overall that's one of the that and the, the, the street fire are like the two matches that I that I look forward to the most out of tonight's card because it's, it's 
it, their styles mesh really well together, and I, I've been liking it. The one thing that's interesting, though, that hasn't been brought up, and it's small speculation, but Ziggler's been tweeting a lot about his status with WWE lately. Um, and he's been hashtagging, like, you know, extreme rules at the end of his tweets. But he's been talking about how, um, you know, almost kind of like talking to the company. Like, you know, you've got five months to believe in me to, to you know, to, to, to see that I'm the future and, and that, you know, I bust my ass. And he kind of threw some inside jabs at Sheamus a little bit. I have a feeling he's just kind of trolling the Internet and he's trying to add more intrigue into the match with him and Sheamus because not people are too thrilled with the stipulation but you also got to wonder too is he really exiting WWE is he going to be gone I don't know I don't think so but I just kind of leave that in the back of my mind that maybe the decision tonight depending on the booking um, you know kind of leads and has something to do with these tweets that he's been putting out Yes, I mean, like, you know, and again, I, I agree with you. I think these guys are two styles. I think this is one of the more difficult matches to predict. I can almost see also, like, whether Sheamus reneges on the step or uh, maybe you even have, like, someone come down and help or, or restrain uh, Sheamus or a couple guys come down and restrain uh, Sheamus and, and make him kiss uh, Ziggler's ass. Whatever the case is, I think this matchup is going to be very entertaining. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot breaking of fun. News. I, breaking news. Breaking news, Neville defeats Bad News Barrett on the kickoff show. My God, man. And I'm 0-1, the one we differed on. Son of a gun. Um, But from what I'm hearing, who do you have in this matchup? Who did I have? Who do you have in in this matchup, uh, Ziggler? Because I I think, think exactly, I think it's going to be a huge beatdown. And somehow Ziggler's going to pull it out at the end. I think uh, you're going to have a very talky talky Sheamus, and Ziggler pulls it out. It could go either way, and it would be beneficial to both guys, and neither guy would be hurt in the situation, but I'm going to kind of go with Sheamus. Ziggler Ziggler can bounce back off it, like I said, because Ziggler takes defeat very well, and he looks good in defeat. Sheamus is just returning back. So I I think Sheamus wins it. Oh, there you go. So the, the last one we, we differ on. And uh, there you have it, our predictions for the pay-per-view. We got uh, about two minutes uh, left in the show. Again, uh, thank you all, all of you guys who called in tonight. Uh, good stuff as always. Again, congratulations to Mary that won the ECPW uh, tickets. Uh, remember, check it out if you want tickets. to uh, You know, ECPW runs all the time, so check them out on ECPW1. Dot com. You know, last night it was great seeing the pictures from their event in Queens. Twelve hundred fans, twelve hundred fans for an independent show, and uh, it was just DCPW guys. They didn't uh, book any legends or anything. So uh, check them out on ECPW1.com. Thank you, Gino, for giving us some tickets that we could give away here tonight. Good stuff as always, Dave. Good show. Uh, looking forward to Extreme Rules again. We talk a bit about the build, but. I'm really looking forward to that. I think we're going to have a very solid to very good pay-per-view. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, I've said it best, the best build to a pay-per-view doesn't necessarily mean, you know, the worst build to a pay-per-view or a lackluster build there, I should say, doesn't necessarily lead to a bad pay-per-view either. We talked about it for WrestleMania. The build wasn't the greatest heading into WrestleMania. It was okay but it wasn't WrestleMania-worthy-like. 
And then look what we got. We got a badass WrestleMania, probably a top five WrestleMania. The, the same could possibly be said for tonight's show, so we shall see. From what I heard, that Neville Barrett match was awesome and it might be hard to follow, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Yes, definitely. If I remember, you know, tomorrow night we will not be doing a show, so we'll be back again a week from Monday, uh, giving you our Raw pregame show. Thank you all for tuning in. Appreciate it so much. We'll see you a week from tomorrow night. Get set for WWE presents Extreme Rules, the one night a year. The WWE is extreme. For Dave, I am Ken Reedy. Thank you all for tuning in. Take care, everybody. Good night.